0: Hi, I'm Palle from Nudie Jeans, and you are listening to the Denim Hunters podcast.
1: Welcome to the Denim Hunters podcast. My name is Thomas, and I'm your host. Whether denim is your passion or your profession, or maybe both, this is the podcast for you. Denim Hunters is a blog turned consultancy platform. We direct denim business through insights, creativity and action. If you have a denim business and you'd like to know more about how we can help you grow it, go to denimhunters.com forward slash work. Before we get to the interview, I wanted to let you know how much I appreciate that you're listening. And I have a small favor to ask of you to help me grow this podcast. Would you share it with five denim heads you know? Ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts are also more than welcome. And don't forget to subscribe to get notified when new episodes come out. All right, we're almost ready to get to the interview. But first, here's the FAQ of this episode. So, um, Paler, what are some of the most frequently asked questions that you get?
0: the most frequently asked question is like is it true Palle that you repair my jeans for free forever is it yes it is
1: and and no questions asked
0: no questions as long as it is a pair of nudie jeans you can go to any more repair points all over the world and get them repaired for free
1: forever. So that's nudie stores, but you also do you also have like traveling uh, repairs. We have
0: like repair traveling repair events that you can also see where they are at the website, and we also have now repair partners, mm. if, uh, external stores that want to offer the same service as we do. So we help them to build up like a repair corner.
1: Nice, no so, but and that's the most frequently asked question isn't
0: that's that? by far most frequently asked question or what's the difference between organic cotton and uh, commercial grow cotton but maybe you're going to hear a little bit about that later
1: yeah we'll talk about that okay. in the interview yeah. for sure If you have a question that you'd like me to answer or ask my guest in a future episode, you can submit it at denimhunters.com forward slash questions. You can send it in as text, which I'll then read out, or you can record it as audio, which we can then play back on the podcast. Just remember to state your name and your Instagram username.
0: And today we are sitting here together in a sunny Gothenburg, Sweden, where also the Nudejeans head office is based. So <laughs>
1: welcome to Sweden and Gothenburg. Thank you. And thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. I've been looking forward. I mean, I've really been looking forward to this for, for a long time. We talked about it. Yeah.
0: How many years ago?
1: Two years at least. Uh, yeah, I least. was talking to Anton uh, in Berlin at a summer trade show and i believe it was two years Was it two years ago yeah so um time flies so
0: everybody take 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 care of time
1: flies people don't fly anymore (laughs) no that's that's i know (laughs) i know exactly okay so pale um let's start with the basics here uh let's get to know a little bit about who is palette and Mm. what do you do
0: oh Oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> I've been to, in the denim industry for 30 years, this year. So it's my 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, but I'm not that old. I am started very early. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm one of three partners to Nudie Jeans, mm-hmm. Maria, Joachim and myself. And uh, yeah, I, I work mostly with like external relations and uh, yeah, business outside office.
1: Nice. Good. So... um and you are one of the three owners. Yep. So, uh, and you joined in two thousand and two. Right. So, but before that, you. I mean, so if you have thirty years, you started in 1990, 1989.
0: nineteen ninety. Nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. I grew up in this huge metropolitan city called Alingsås, twenty five thousand people. And in ninth grade, you had these two weeks of uh, of internship, like how it is to 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 go to an office and work. Yeah, that's that's something that you know moving forward to gymnasium. And at that time, you get like a paper from the school where you can choose different places in the like in the city, like cleaning the the bathhouse or working in the garden somewhere and everything. But I thought that was quite boring. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I knew they were opening a new denim store in this small town on the main street and the, the windows were still covered by brown paper. And I took my guts to me and I went down to the King Street, Kungsgatan in Swedish, Mm -hmm. and I knocked on the door and waited. And the door was opening and there was a girl opening the door. And I just said, "Uh, do you need any help? I have like two weeks of uh, of, uh, work experience. Uh, Of course, she said, we're going to open the store in two weeks. So she put me in the basement. I was like picking up jeans from boxes and... Preparing price tagging and everything. And uh, that girl was Maria Eriksson, yeah. the founder of Nudie Jeans. Wow. And uh, after school then I started, they needed extra people, of course. They were, they were new in town and, and we opened a Saturday and see, she said, when you've been here helping us out, you have to come and uh, join the Saturday opening, mm-hmm. and, which I did. I was not allowed to use the cashier, but I was allowed to fold jeans and everything. And uh, yeah, coincidence.
1: Then, and I believe this was then like 86, 87, something. 89. Like that? 89. Yes. Okay, that's yeah, when he started
0: Yeah. That. Yeah. No, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Because then then didn't... I started to work extra. You, then after gymnasium, yeah. uh, Maria came to me and 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 when I finished gymnasium in Sweden, it was tough times for young people to get a job. And and my parents of course wanted me to go to university,
1: but Maria said no way you're going to work with me. So you so when you were in ninth grade, that's what I meant. That was like the mid eighties. Exactly. Yes, that's yes. the time. I I, that's the time I was born. All right. So
0: <laughs> am I that old? No. <laughs> no, I mean I think you were
1: just young when you got <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, no, yeah. No, uh, yeah, but but and then you went. You, you took a high school and and then you kept working there. Yes, during the, during like Saturday and Sundays. Yes, yes. And uh, and then okay, so you then in ninety in eighty nine, that's when you then started working yes. full time. Full time. And uh, my, in, in one of the stores, in you
0: know. her store, okay. in her store, I was still working in her store, and and I was my dream was to work and be responsible for the denim area, mm-hmm. but they already had a very nice guy. there called Michael, who was the denim responsible guy, and so I had to like do whatever a little bit here and there. And one day there was a fax coming in the fax machine. There another store, were looking for like a denim responsible. And I applied for that job and I got it. So then I moved from the small village to an even smaller village just to get that position in that denim store. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then I went worked there for a few years. And then one day, a person who I actually met two days ago, who was the sales manager for Levi's in Sweden, came into a store I worked with in the south part of Sweden in Malmö, Mm -hmm. the biggest city. And he said, there is a job at Levi's coming out I think you should apply for it and uh, and I was come on Patrick you, I mean what do I know I, I just finished gymnasium and have been working in Denison but I think you should apply for it and that time Levi's was super I mean the most profitable company in the world the mark, the brand was so strong and and everybody wanted to work for Levi's and to become like a salesperson at Levi's uh, it was not easy people flew in outside Sweden to get the job working in that like area.
1: Because you had, I mean, Levi's then was good salaries, good benefits, company cars, yeah, yeah. everything. Yes. You know. yeah. was,
0: I applied for it and uh, and uh, I got the job. And I know exactly why I got the job. Because I was, I guess, the only one applying for that job who actually n- know how it is to work in a store mm. and know how it is to sell a pair of jeans. So, yeah, fantastic times, worked there for many years. And uh, during that time, Maria uh, left her store. She started to work for, for Lee in Brussels, and uh, she and Maria, uh, she and Joachim uh, lived together. And uh, one day, she, they called me up and said, uh, Maria will quit working for Lee and uh, do her own jeans. Uh, join us. And uh, during these years, Maria and I always spoke to each other and said, one day we're going to work together again. So it was an easy choice. So mm. I quit working for Levi's and joined Joachim and
1: Maria. And uh, so it was only the three of you starting. There was yeah. no employees, no. You- Joel, my, actually, my brother Joel was the first
0: employee because before. We decided, and I started, I have to like quit my job. And, you know, sometimes you need to sit like in a bit of quarantine, like many people do today. And so my my brother is employee number one. And
1: and he's still in the company. Wow. Yes. But you're the co-owner then. Yeah. Why not him? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. good. Okay. Okay. Anyway. um, Okay. So, and this was then 2002, a year uh, roughly a year before the company was started, or was yeah. it? It, was, or was started, it started 2001. Yeah. Yeah. And they went to that show in Copenhagen, yes. which is in Maria's book. And yeah. we talked about it. this is, yeah, an own story that took, uh, was it Yorkim's that Volvo or something yeah. drove down, uh, had 2000 pairs of jeans pre-made, which I guess pre-paid, is
0: po- pre-paid and pre-made and pre-paid.
1: That's quite interesting, isn't it? I mean, that you do it this way because then, Solo came in and bought like half of them yeah, or something. Yeah. And... They like,
0: were sold out before the trade show were, was over.
1: Hmm. Yeah. But they didn't have all the jeans. I mean, the jeans were back here in Copenhagen. Yeah, they back. were in the warehouse. So way they was. had yeah, yeah. They the samples. samples. yeah. Right. Yeah. And... Uh, and the
0: car broke on the way back home. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, not of course. It <laughs> yeah, was a wall. Well on Hallandsåstern, you know, the small mountain back ah. away from, from Copenhagen to mm-hmm. mountain. And maybe it's the wrong word, but yeah.
1: A uh, hill, okay, yeah, nice. I remember it. So, so okay, and what happened then? I mean, how did... Because then I guess, let's let's move into talking a bit more about nudie. Um, so I think the first thing, I mean, maybe you could try and describe nudie the way you would to someone who's not heard of the brain before.
0: Oh, it's like uh, it, it, when you've been in, involved in something that has been so much passion for so many years. Nudity, I have two kids. But I actually have three kids, or I guess me and Joachim and Maria, we have a child together and that's nudie jeans. Therefore, it's qu- quite hard to talk about your, your, your child because you, you love it so much, but you don't want to sound like you're bragging. So, everybody listening, I'm not bragging. I just I'm just talking about one of my three childs. Yeah. And and I mean, and, and this is Maria and, and Joachim as mostly. And I mean, the idea was not to create a new denim brand that should be. Like competing with all other denim brands, or whatever it was, like years of our own uh, knowledge and what we've learned all these years working in the denim industry, or as Joachim mostly coming from the music industry, to build something you, you like yourself, not yeah. build something for other people or look at the catwalk. What does people want right now? And back back then, two thousand and one, there were not that many denim brands around. I would say mostly it was like owned, that's totally legal. So I don't say that's wrong, but they were mostly producing jeans for what people wanted that day. Uh, and and I mean, we try to create the jeans, the best jeans. What we thought was the best jeans. Everything mm-hmm. from what kind of fabric we were using, what kind of fits we were trying to, to create, because manufacturers that we, we, these fits, Maria, that you want to do, they are impossible because of this and that and whatever. And we also wanted to, to, to build the, the company in a, like a sustainable and, and a good way, because this was something we should do for a few years before we have to, get some real jobs
1: again (laughs) that's a
0: little bit like the background so so this is nothing that being created during the road that was what we said when we sat in a cafe here in Gothenburg for like almost 20 years ago deciding let's do it it was we have to be built our, our own values we don't look externally what other people think and back then in 2001 2002 the, because the, many of the brands that were around had been around for so long suddenly something new came up and 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 nudie jeans were not like something that was similar to a five pocket some suddenly someone made maybe the best five pockets ever made if i can brag about our child a little bit and, and that i think the hunger from from young people all over the world spread like the, like when Oasis came, mm. what's this kind of band? Everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. wanted to be a part of the Oasis uh, um, music and 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 uh, like tour and whatever. So it's a good product built by passion, but also you need some kind of luck and timing as well. And and that's hard to know exactly when the exact timing is. But I think the timing was perfect to launch a brand like Nudie Jeans. What then.
1: What about? I mean, so. When you started, and you said there weren't that many brands, you know, you had the big three from the US, Levi's, Lee, Wrangler. You had Diesel and, and those kinds of brands. You Replay, had P- G-Star. G-Star. Even
0: if I think the G-Star were maybe not, they maybe not were like true five-pocket de- denim no. brand. They choose something else, which yeah. is I don't, I don't, but I, I don't, I don't count them as like a five-pocket denim brand okay. because they build something their own, yeah. made of denim fabrics.
1: But what about because you started with only? I mean for I don't know how many years but you started with raw denim you started with that fabric that I read in in Maria's book that she found during while she was working at Lee's, yes. she found that fabric from Kaihara, and uh, and, they, and Lee didn't want to do it so so she kept it and then that's your first fabric yes uh, Japanese salvage denim that you sold raw unwashed uh, dry denim like you say um I mean why? I mean, why did you do that? And what did the market for that kind of product look like then?
0: No, but but why? I mean, that's a good That's answering actually your question. Why did we do it? Yeah, because that was the reason we started Nudie Jeans. We never looked at the product and said it's too, too expensive to sell or it's too, too limited uh, to sell because of there's not that many people who want that kind of product. The idea was to build Nudie Jeans out of what we liked. Mm. We love the Kehara Selvage because you, the more you wear it, the more good-looking it gets. And the funny thing then was that the market was looking for something like this because we sold it And back in in 2002, 2003, 2005. These were super expensive compared to jeans cost today. But I don't think that no one didn't buy it to all the stores around the world, even if they maybe didn't buy that much because that was like nudie jeans. That was the story when a person came into the store buying whatever brand forever, and you come into the store, and the salesperson is talking about no, no, no. You shouldn't buy the jeans you bought before. Have you seen this this paper box? It was like in a paper yeah. box. You can open it, and the back pocket catalog where we had like written down the philosophy that Maria wrote wrote 2001. And if you read the philosophy today, is 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 more accurate actually today I think than when she wrote it back in the days, and all the photos and everything that was. This is New to Genes and uh, yeah, not only us liked it also. people. Yeah, because
1: like, okay. then the brand, I think, I mean, again, I wasn't really into, uh, at that time, when you started your brand, I was 15. And I did wear, I, I was into jeans, but I didn't know raw denim. We didn't have it. I mean, I grew up in, you grew up in a, you say small town, the town I grew up in, actually where I lived, there was a thousand people and the closest city had like 10,000, 12,000 people. It was a very small rural Denmark. Um, so we didn't have that. We had Levi's, we had uh, Engineered, yeah. that was a big thing yeah, then. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, but I was into, I was into jeans, but, but I didn't know raw denim but a lot of, I mean, yeah, I guess you were picked up by people who really liked the idea of raw and savage already then, right? <laughs> uh, that was maybe, the, or was it already from the beginning, like a, you know, the let's say average guy on the street, and then also the we can call them denim heads, right? The people mm-hmm. that really into this. What was the what was it like back no,
0: then? I mean, again, I'm also grown up in a small city as you are, so so just by saying like. They're like the denim geeks, freaks, denim yeah. heads, whatever. They are only living in the big cities like New York and Paris and London. Or the, my experience is, no, a denim geek lives all over the world. Western world, uh, Asian world, you know, there are denim geeks all over. So, so first of all, so I think that, I think it was mostly... To be in the beginning also who we sold to if you're selling to a store where you have people who can actually explain the story mm. that was like the, in many ways the keys because this was before Instagram and Facebook and the only the only way you can like market, market yourself before was like through magazines or before the cinemas you know commercial movies which was of course super expensive we could maybe afford one page in a small country somewhere then our budget was over so we we my, by by purpose or not, I don't know, but because so many people, especially working in the stores, were so interested to listen to this, to say many words, pure story. Mm. So people felt like they were a part. And I say that to, yeah, I thank everybody who worked in the stores today and back in the days because you have been our best communicators to tell the world about nudie genes. And I think it because it's funnier to tell a story that is true and pure. Then don't have any story, or or maybe maybe not a true story. I don't know. So 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 therefore, I think that the denim person who really liked the story and liked the product could be whoever around the world.
1: Right. Good. I mean, that makes sense. So it was actually yeah more maybe the retailers the retailers that you that you chose that that carried the brand from the beginning that helped sort of push it into this. And of course, when, 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 if there weren't that much around and this new thing comes along and I remember the thing that also got me into denim was fades. I mean, and, and it's, it's become, you know, an obsession for a lot of people and myself included sometimes, but you know, the thing that got me interested is the fact that, okay, what's happening? Why does the color change? Okay, they're very dark, and then they the color change. And if I wash them, something else changes, and so on. So I think that also interested a lot of people. And and you sort of some people call it like you get infected by this virus, uh, an indigo virus, maybe a good one. This one. Um, so I, I I recognize it. I think yeah. it's, it's um, and
0: also, but because that's I mean, a denim head or a de- denim geek, or whatever. Is that just how a person look like i mean if you buy a lot of especially japanese denim magazines there are pages of i guess what we call is a denim head or denim yeah yeah but for me you or or people on the street and i maybe i doesn't look like a denim geek but i think that i'm actually more maybe like a, a denim geek or a denim head because it's how you wear the product And fades how they change over lifetime. If you come to my house later on, you can see my wall in my office. I don't have that many jeans, and I've been in the jeans industry for many, many years because I wear them for so many years, and I wear them every day, and I wear them on a Monday, Uh, and I wear them on a wedding, and so so I I I think that like uh, to live with denim and jeans, you don't have to look like you. Like, maybe the stereotype of a, of, of a denim head. I think that most, many people are, are loving the jeans, maybe the, the, the product they love the most, together with maybe some leather jackets or tomatoes with the other few jeans that could actually, you can wear over time. They fade in a good way the more you wear them, and you can also hand them over to your own kids. Yeah. And it will last for like generations.
1: So, I guess the reason you chose that fabric, I mean, and, and the reason you chose to start selling it because today you also have pre-washed jeans yes yes right yeah. but in the beginning there was only raw and, and i guess that was also because you wanted to have jeans that could last longer and you didn't want to put all the chemicals on that you need to make them look worn i yeah. mean i guess that's, that's i mean part of it too.
0: yes i mean i mean if we start with the raw denims first of all they are more sustainable because you don't use any water by washing them you don't use any any treatments to make the different fades mm. and if you can also add organic cotton into them they are extremely much more sustainable than many other products that we are wearing no matter if it's jeans or whatever so first of all and, and in the modern world if there is an option to buy something that is better for the world with more or less the same price or cheaper I think that especially a young generation than us will have that as a default there is no way to sell a product if it at the same time destroy something mother earth or, or or whatever so 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 that's one part but but just with the raw fabric is also the more you you wear a pair of uh unwashed jeans the more good looking they get mm. the more personal they get no and wash faded jeans you can buy and uh, producing millions and you look the same all over but the pair raw you the more than wear them they more good looking it they get yeah. and usually when they breaks you love them the most yeah, yeah. you repair them yeah.
1: and, and that's something you also do for free yes for all nudie jeans yes that you can walk into uh, any nudie jean store you call them even repairs. repair shops yeah.
0: no that's i mean that's that's a little bit how we try to make the difference and again this is nothing that we find out now, this is something to be a part of the movement in many ways since we started. I mean, first of all, everything we, we we offered to the markets is made of 100% organic fabrics. And, again, you see on TV and you hear or you read in the newspaper what is organic. People have no idea what it is. And if you want, I can explain the yeah, difference. Yeah, yeah
1: because-, because that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because why organic. Yeah. I mean- so, so, first of all, if you
0: buy a pair of new jeans, they are made of 100% organic cotton. Compared to, I guess, 99.9% of all other genes produced in the world are produced by conventional grown cotton. It's legal, but it's no good. So, so what's then the difference? If you need one kilo cotton to make one pair of jeans, that's a little bit more, but let's say one kilo cotton to make a pair of jeans. If you buy them conventional grown cotton, you need around one kilo of chemicals and pesticides to produce that cotton. So if if like a store in London, I say Selfridges, everybody maybe knows about Selfridges, they have a huge denim area. If they sell 100,000 per jeans there every year, only Selfridges or the jeans bought at Selfridges needs 100,000 kilos of chemicals and pesticides to be produced. If that were jeans, no, no matter whatever jeans brand made of organic cotton, the same figure is zero. So um, and people, what do you mean, hundred thousand kilos? I say yes, that's the difference because to produce organic cotton, you're not allowed to make use any chemicals or pesticide during when you grow the cotton, but not also years before because the, the the chemicals and pesticides are so bad, so they will stay in in, in the in the in, in the, the soil, soil and yeah. make it. Dangerous for the the people who live in the area and picking the cotton, but also destroying the the soil for 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 years. They had to grow food or whatever, so it's like bad. So just by choosing, and what I mean is not you don't have to buy new jeans, but the interesting in that if we can do it, all other brand brand can do it. So if they want to, and it's I think it's the consumer that will ask. Mm. It's not enough that the jean looks good; they also want to know how it is produced. So so that's one thing that where we try to make the difference
1: and. The, and, and and so sorry yeah. to interrupt but this has been part of your philosophy of of the manifesto that Maria wrote yes this has been part of it from day one yes but it wasn't possible then no I mean good to I mean
0: yes that wasn't possible and and so we had actually not far away from where we are sitting right now 19 2009 eight or nine we invited all the denim uh, producers we worked with to Gothenburg. Mm-hmm. We brought them here. We went up on stage, Minjoki Marie, and said we have decided to become 100% organic in all the genes we do. 2009, it was more or less impossible to to find any organic denim fabrics, almost zero, maybe a few, few, few here and there. So, so we went from 20% of the collection, 40% of the collection, 60% of the collection. But we never said anything because we also decided we don't say what we're going to do. We act by doing. So mm. 2012, we told the world that nudity jeans become 100% organic in all the denims we do. Because we needed those years to convince the denim suppliers that they should change their production from conventional cotton into organic cotton. And not everybody did. So Some you- people said, we, we don't believe in it or whatever. But the funny part is when Maria was at the Kingpin show in Amsterdam a few years ago, one of the old big denim suppliers came up to her and said, Maria, well, we said, no, we thought we were right, but you were right. Hmm. So we have organic fabrics now. Can we start to work together again? Sure. Perfect. I mean, that's great. So, so so, but uh, that's been uh, tough. And, and again, maybe something that we've been bad in communicating because, again, we try to add everything in the product. I mean, we haven't been bragging about it so much or telling the world maybe as much as we should. But, yeah, even if people buy new jeans and don't know it's organic, still they get it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but, okay, so but uh, what does uh, organic, is it like organic food? It's it's the same. I mean, there's no pesticides. Is, Is there... But I mean, I think the thing is with, with organic and, and, and sustainability in general in clothing is that you don't really, you don't see the production, first of all. You know, maybe some of us that are sort of into denim, into clothing, we will know a bit about it, a little bit. But the average consumers, they don't know and they don't, it's not an interest for them. And that's fine. It's not that they, we, we shouldn't force it into their throats. I mean, but... But you don't see the production and you maybe you don't really feel it because it's, I mean, if you wear conventionally grown cotton jeans no compared to organic, no. it's not, I mean, and so, so it, it's, it's hard to comprehend, right? Whereas with, I mean, food you put in your yeah. mouth, yeah. it goes into your system oh, yeah, you, yeah. and you can maybe taste it as well. Can you, you can't see the difference no. in your, no. Mm. No,
0: but I mean that's no, that's true. You you don't see it, you don't feel it, but if if you know it, it maybe feels better that mm. you're actually wearing a product that are saving the world instead of destroying it. Maybe it's better to wear a product who has no chemicals and pesticide inside, even if they are washed yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I don't know, but but I, but I think also that old generations haven't been. I don't say forced is maybe the wrong way but young people like my 15 year old son he's grown up with this talk about uh, sustainability and uh, environmental change and whatever So, so I mean I don't it doesn't have to say any names but there are some big car companies that now are launching their new models or not with a gasoline or diesel engine do they do it because they want to I think they do it because that's the future. If you, if you are trying to sell a V twelve today, nobody's going to buy it, especially not the younger generation. So mm. this is like a this is a positive movement. And again, if we can do, if we can do it, everybody
1: can do it. Why? I mean, because your jeans are still I mean, relatively expensive compared to what are, are they? No, I mean, I mean, why do you say no, everyone I mean, can? No, do but it?
0: that's that, that that has two, two angles. New jeans are not the cheapest jeans in the world because you have these uh, fast fashion chains throwing yeah, out yeah. jeans for money that I, I don't even know how, how people get whatever paid or, or what kind of fabric they're using. And then you have luxury, luxury brands that are five times more expensive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If you come back to, to, to what we offer and how our jeans are produced, then new jeans are too cheap. Hmm. The value and how we treat people, how we treat the uh, earth, and what we give you as a free repairs forever. Um, maybe they are too cheap, but at the same time, you don't have to be the most expensive jeans either. I mean, we would like yeah, to make yeah. jeans for that people could afford, but we yeah. So so it's, it depends. There are more expensive jeans and there are more cheaper jeans, but it, at the same time, it's like comparing an apple to a pear. Is, Two different kind of ways of producing a product, yeah. maybe.
1: Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you you price your product based on what what it's worth more than, I mean, because, yeah, it can yeah. Be, it can be cheaper and it, it shouldn't be. I th- I mean,
0: or, I mean, it, they can't be cheaper because of the how we produce them. But they are too cheap if we compare it to other more expensive jeans. Yeah. But we don't want to be that super expensive. We want to have a like a fair, fair, fair price. We want to make a good product, affordable product for for people who love, who love the like the the, the fabric and the and. The
1: and it's bits. also going back to a little what we talked about earlier with the way you started and with a lot of the listeners to this podcast. I mean, uh, so listeners out there, if I guess who you are, you probably quite into denim and and into raw denim. And and so maybe like myself, one of your first pairs of jeans, raw denim jeans was a nudie jean. So a lot of people will have worn them uh, as some of the first that they sort of, uh, sort of a gateway drug into it and and experience the whole raw denim experience and and fading and all that. Um, But but again, it it relates to what we talked about with your price point, with uh, what you want to achieve, because you don't want to be only for the geeks, right? I mean. Oh,
0: I mean the again uh, coming back to when we started, the idea was to make the jeans we wanted. Mm-hmm. And they should be produced in a in a, in a way so that we said when we go home and put our heads on the on the pillow in the night we should know that everybody that working with new jeans had a okay diet, have a decent life. Work is not always fun, but we we wanted to do it in a way that we can tell. I mean, that's why we say we're transparent. Everything I say, you can see on our website, transpar uh, transability and and see everything we do and how we do it, in which factory we do it, and everything. So, so, so I mean, please copy the way we do it. Maybe not not the product, but how we do it. So. um so, therefore, the geek kind of thing is, is a little bit hard because we want to do a good jean for like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for people who love jeans. And uh, then you maybe are a geek. And then everybody who is wearing a product that is more than just like a product, mm-hmm. geeks them.
1: Right. Yeah. But, but I think it's a good thing. I mean... So, so the, the framing here is, is a little negative and, and it's interesting because it's something that I thought about myself or I mean when sort of I remember years ago I was wearing nudie and then I was wearing I've been wearing different brands as well and it's like okay but what why why not keep nudie in the rotation and it's something I also get asked on the blog we uh, had a question on, on the denim and boots podcast the previous podcast I did where someone was asking if you can wear nudie jeans as part of the quote-unquote heritage mm-hmm. outfit. And it's like, it's an interesting question because I think, of course, you can. I mean, it's not that, what, what, what is actually wrong? Why, why should that be wrong? Why- no, but
0: look, I think, first of all, heritage. Nudie jeans, again, didn't start as a try-to-be-heritage brand. A heritage brand is if you're old. Mm-hmm. new Jeans is only 20 years old. So therefore, we are not a heritage brand. We don't try to use like, if I can say, cowboys in our commercials. So people who never heard about new Jeans think that we are old as Levi's or Lee or some other brands because we started as a reaction to the business. So therefore... Uh, yes, people who like heritage product can, of course, buy nudie jeans. But nudie jeans is not heritage. Mm. I don't. I. To, if you ask me honestly, I think that the young, commu- the movement in the world will not look back. They will only look forward. What you've done in the history could be good for you and could be something you can tell people. But no, 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 Paula, don't say so much about the history. I want to hear what you want to do moving forward. Mm. That's nudie jeans. We are more curious about how we can develop ourselves, how we can get. Get even more new to genes, so to say. That's one point. And, and the other thing is, maybe coming back to this kind of oasis or a rock band or whatever, I can understand the question because, again, when we started, the idea was to make the gene we love mostly, which we did over many, many years, and we still do. And maybe today we are more back to where we once were even if people haven't seen that yet, but of course, then when you are like on stage, you play your four songs you have. Then someone says, "Can you sing that song?" And this? I mean, you get a little bit, uh, oh, yeah, maybe I can," and have some fun. So maybe we during some years when 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 you just became like a teenager, like yourself as a teen, you don't know exactly, do I like boys? Do I like girls? Do I want to do this? Do I want to? Pressure from the outside at the same time when you grow up and become like a big company, more people, and you did some, some things that maybe was not maybe the right. It was not wrong, but it was maybe it was not the perfect thing to do to stay blah, blah, this and that and everything. But it's also been a learning experience. And still, we are around after 20 years. Many brands, that has been the hard part, and especially over like 12, 15, 10, 15 years, all the demands from the outside, all all ideas from the inside. At the same time, you should try to stay focused. So I think that we've been very much new to genes all these 20 years, but I can understand that we somehow maybe went a little bit wrong in different directions. But what I would like to say is that I think that's been also learning from us to find the, the path moving forward. And again, looking into the philosophy and what we do moving forward, is maybe more new jeans today than we, we did in the beginning because in, in the beginning we couldn't do anything because we didn't have the fabrics or the money to do it and everything. And and if we organic, cotton was a big thing for us or is a big thing, but maybe not the biggest thing for us anymore just by this building up these repair stores. Which means that you come to, you go to the car dealer and you buy yourself, in this case, an electricity car, some sustainable car. And before you leave, the car dealer he knocks on the window and say, "By the way, Thomas, if there's any problem with the car, come back and we repair it for you for free forever." Because the key in sustainability is to produce less. That's by far the best way to save resources in the world. Don't buy things and throw them away. Buy, throw away. You buy a pair of dry denims, you wear them for years. When you love them the most, it breaks. You come back to us. We give it a new heart. We repair them for you. You can wear them for years again as the first denim brand. And then after a few years, maybe you decide, I don't like to fit anymore. Or I get lost weight or I gain weight. They don't fit me anymore. Don't throw them away. Come back to us. We buy them back from you. We repaired and we washed them and we resell them as secondhand the most sustainable denim product in the world. Mm-hmm. Coming from the organic cotton repaired over years, no one sold. I've I just counted that we repaired 63,281 per jeans last year. 63,281 per jeans. That's equal to one million Swedish krona in turnover for us. If we sold those instead of repairing them, hmm. that's quite a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it saved a lot of water. It saved a lot of new produced cotton fabric, etc., etc. So, so, so we try to take responsible for the product we put on the on the planet. You're never allowed to throw away a pair of new jeans because that's all responsibility to take them back from you if you don't want them anymore and make sure that they get, they get reused in somehow. We had another interesting project. Now it sounds like I'm bragging here, but this is quite interesting that if, if you buy a pair of jeans and you wear them for a few years and we do all these repairs and whatever, we can even resell it to someone else. One day they come back and the fabric is too weak to repair. It's impossible. Still, we buy them back. We don't throw them away. We rip them apart and blend them, blend them with new organic cotton. So when you come back to a store and buy a pair of new jeans, it might be a percentage Of your first jeans Mm -hmm. you bought fifteen years ago in the new generation. I mean, I mean, that's I mean, and and we don't say what we're gonna do; we tell what we're doing. So Mm. that's where we are right now. So, so we are step by step trying to do as good as we can.
1: So um, we just went to your office before we now we're sitting in a hotel room here because there was a little noise in <laughs> yeah. different places so but yeah um, and, and my reaction and like I told you is that it's, it's not like your average I think uh, company employing I mean you said 350 people uh, 6, 8, 85 of them or something here in Gothenburg it, it's much more like yeah I would imagine it looked like in the beginning yeah um, it- and and, and I mean, is, that's also part of the DNA of the brand that you, it's still you three owners. Um, I mean, you showed me the boardroom and you said, uh, when you grow big, you kind of need to have a board as well. So it, it feels like, you know, the DNA from the very beginning is still there and yeah. you do it
0: Yes. I mean the the boardroom. We have a board, but we only have a chairman of the board. That is me, Joki, and Maria. So so no external people more than that. But we need someone person who who do, who controls the three of us. We have been working so many so so many years together, and that's I mean, and yes, I, I'm glad you bring up the office because for me it shows that first of all that me, Joki, and Maria we still work together, uh, and that's in my word at least been one of the strengths for new genes because we have three different areas and we have never tried to, to work with the other parts area. but the three people together have made us so strong, unique or whatever. And then also coming back to staff, I mean my brother is still working there my second brother, my youngest brother is actually the vice president today. Joachim is the CEO and then then' is Finn and 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 how can you, How can you, how can you do what we've done? I mean, what's, what's the key? And I say two things. One thing is passion. I mean, you have to have passion for what you do and, and that we still have the same passion, even if we are 20 years older, we're much more people, but also people is the second word for me. I mean, to change the world, to spread the word. It's the people who makes the difference. I'm so thankful to, as I said before, everybody working in the stores around the world, but also to the staff that works together with us and so many people that i worked with for almost 20 years. And, and therefore, I'm glad what you said about the office because there was a guy from a big, big, big company visiting me for a few years ago. And he said, Palle, I've been to many offices in the business around the years, but this is the first office I see where people actually look in the office as they do on the pictures. Yeah. So and that's, yeah. So so that's, again, the pure intent of trying to be a denim brand do, doing
1: okay. But it feels also, I mean, so a lot of people yeah. have been working there since the beginning. I mean, they got a job and then you stay at Nuri. Yes. I mean, Yes. <laughs> so is it a, almost like a, a cult thing that you have or a, a, what? what, what? Uh, no,
0: no, but I mean, to make a difference, I, I, I think that, again, to look, the job I had before is in the denim industry, but the best jobs there I had was not exactly kind of what kind of brand I worked for or whatever. It was what kind of boss, what kind of leader you have. Mm. That, that's some, um, that's, that's give you a good day or whatever. But, but I think that people starting something unknown and, and today that is maybe not so known in the world, but in the business quite known. And also in my point of view, Maybe a company who actually tried to make things better for everybody. I mean, I think that people and to see that that people outside office likes that and buy into that, and also growing that company from was a few people in the beginning to to like companies around the world and everything. So I think that's a, it's every day something new is coming up. It's never boring. And, and you also somehow working with people that you really respect because you worked with them for many years and still you're quite young. That's the thing. M- many people start to work as new jeans as the first job. Mm. I, I remember, for example, when, when, a, when a one guy started to work is that we it was Friday and we had got more orders than we thought. So we needed one person who knew Excel and then a friend of my brother was in the office waiting for us to go and have a beer. And then Joachim asked, I think it was Joachim, do, do you know Excel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, can you help me? We need to send some orders to the factory in Italy. And uh, even if we worked the entire Friday, we were not finished yet. And then Joachim said, come back on Monday and uh, keep on. And uh, he hasn't left yet. <laughs> 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 so, so that was like... Uh, a lot of friends and family and, and so on who, who started. Nice.
1: Yeah. Why? That's
0: another story that we could take because that's a great, so many good stories.
1: Yeah. I mean, but in, 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 it may sound else. like a, a negative thing again when I ask if it's a cult obviously it's a good thing yeah. it, I mean that's what uh, I don't know what it's like in Sweden but I know in Denmark if you work somewhere for like 40 years or something you get a letter from uh, our queen for instance okay. so it's like a reward to work in a place for a long time I guess it's just more uncommon today yeah. I mean yeah, it, yeah. It, maybe our parents' generation it was more common that okay, you got a job you work there till you retire today it's a little more different yeah. so that's maybe why I'm thinking oh it's actually out of the norm today, yeah. to but but be and able also, to keep people, yes. In.
0: But also just so not everybody think it's just some kind of cult thing. We have many new people start to work for us, young people, like very skilled people. So that's maybe more a story from back in the day, how it begin, yeah, uh, in, how it was in the beginning. But today, uh, we, I mean, we are hiring people quite often and, and different kind of people that we are from the beginning and younger people and yeah, yeah. more skilled people and, and yeah. so on.
1: So. Well, you made it this far, and we so.
0: have like people employed all over the world. So, so that's also
1: something that to build like a global group. Why is it independent? Why is it Why is it important for, for Nudi to stay independent? Because,
0: um, because to follow the, the 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 idea we had from the beginning. I mean, there is no idea for us in that way to, to, to not keep it independent because then we have still very short uh, lead times or whatever to make decisions. And we can also control in the bigger picture that we are following the idea from day one.
1: So it might actually be because you're independent. You've been able to do some of the things. I mean, otherwise if you had a, if you were publicly traded, like that, you would have shareholders. I mean, and
0: and that's something different. Again, legal, but publicly traded company owned by the stock market. I think it's harder to 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 hit exact goal as you where you're gonna go, and it's a little bit depending on different things and and so on. So so for us, it's been uh, one of the most important things we've done over the years. Even that we've been contacted of companies who have been interesting to be part of nudie jeans we actually always said no without any discussions because I mean, it must have been,
1: been difficult in especially in the early days when you got some pretty impre- i mean good offers right to- so if
0: i offer you one million danish krona for your kids would you say yes or no no yes again coming back to nudie jeans it's like our third child it's mm. it's it's a. Uh, Uh, yeah yeah. i mean you never know we haven't got that bid anyhow that we were even interesting to look at and uh, most of the discussions never even became a bid because we said no from the beginning so Hmm. it's too much fun what else should you do in life i I mean if you can work with what the thing you love you most people and a brand and and uh, so on
1: and you still as as uh, someone one of the three owners Being there from the beginning, you still work in the office. You still go to the stores and travel when when I can
0: travel. I'm usually traveling to US and the Asian markets these days. But yes, I'm going to office every morning.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Is there anything that you think at this point that we didn't touch upon that you would like? uh, uh, We talked about organic. We talked about repair. We talked about. it, uh,
0: yeah, I think I, co- I, I covered everything without bragging too much, even no, if it was but. a bit. But it's true that uh, that's the thing. I mean, we always say that if a lot of people, uh, oh, yeah, I have so much to say. But there are many companies that have like a CSR department who comes well-educated people they come to the business like conferences or talks or whatever and they always talk about the what they're going to do so why why are you not working with organic cotton he said no because we're looking for the next fabric that is much better blah 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 and for me that's a little bit like bullshit so it. That's you always tr- say what you're gonna do mm. instead of do at least what you can do right now. We yeah. try to do the opposite, we say what we do. We, we don't say, I don't gonna tell you what our plans are moving forward because we want to act by doing instead yeah. of blah 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 blah. blah.
1: So, that would maybe also be my one of my last questions. Yeah. What is the future of yeah, Moody? Yeah, yeah, and 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 you just told me that you're not
0: yeah. gonna, sh- no, but we asked the question if you want to,
1: yeah, because okay, what we can, what you can. Maybe talk a little bit about is that next year you have your actual 20 year anniversary coming up. So is there anything gonna happen in (laughs) then?
0: That's also. Oh, shoot, my child having a birthday in a few days. Uh, oh, yes, of course, we're going to do something, but exactly what? I don't know, to be honest. We,
1: when is the... Is it is it like January?
0: Uh, that's also something that we are discussing exactly <laughs> when it is. But, it, I mean, was it the first time Maria wrote down an ID? Was mm-hmm. it the first time you registered a company or the trademark and everything? So, so but... I guess it will be sometimes around summertime because the weather in Sweden is best in the summertime Makes if you want to do something. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> and
1: it's fair to celebrate your anniversary all year long. I think, yeah, I yeah. Mean, so, so okay. but we
0: are bad. We always, I don't say laugh about it, but a little bit. We are. I mean, we. I mean, again, this is ab- above our expectations. What this would become when we sat there in 2001, and we have never ever celebrated like anything because. We always look forward. Okay, what what can we do better? What's the next thing? Is is hard. We are bad at celebrating. So, but this we're gonna celebrate. People
1: in the office will force us to celebrate it, which is good. Sounds, sounds good I'm looking forward to that already so Tyler, I think that brings us to the end of this interview oh, wow, wow! and um, yeah it's been a real pleasure and thank you for having me here in Gothenburg oh, again welcome. Um, so uh, yeah uh, before I let you or before we go out because we actually here physically together yes. this time so before we uh, turn off the mic uh, let's just make sure that listeners know where to go uh, find Nudie Jeans
0: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nudiejeans.com I guess is the best place to visit and you can also see all the stores around the world where you can buy your product or where you can get them repaired if you already bought nudie jeans. And, uh, and, yeah. and, and just to be clear yeah.
1: about that, it doesn't matter where you bought the nudie jeans.
0: Nudie jeans is a pair of nudie jeans. Okay. No matter where you bought them, you can go to any of our stores to get them repaired. You don't need to save any receipt or whatever.
1: And uh,
0: yeah, if you and if you have jeans you don't want, Please come back and uh, we buy them from you and we resell them to someone else.
1: Nice. And you're on Instagram on Nuda Jeans yeah. as well. Yes. Uh, where people can also stay up to date with what's yeah. happening. And, um, and you also have a, a customer club that I recently yes. joined as yes. well. So uh, that's oh. maybe also a good place to, yeah. to stay in touch if you want to. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, and, thank uh, you. Yeah, That's really nice. <laughs> You've made it to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss a future episode. And if you want to get more content about denim, go to denimhunters.com.